and welcome back once again finally to the Suds of the Squared Circle podcast. Today is March 13th, Monday, March 13th, 2023, and it's been a long time coming. It's been about a month, maybe a little over since I released a new uh, episode, and you know what? It's been a crazy uh, situation just with work and my personal work schedule, and it's been tough to get a program out. Um, as everybody knows, I do work in hotel management, so when I need to go into work, when we are short-staffed, I'm the one that they call. So, it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to, uh, uh, get that, get that, uh, get that recording time together. But, I am here, and again, we are back. We are thick into WrestleMania season. We've gone through the Royal Rumble. We've gone through Elimination Chamber. And this WrestleMania is actually shaping up to be a really, really good WrestleMania. The first one that's really fully under Triple H. Now, we know that Triple H has had uh, creative input in the past. And you know what? It is um, very likely that Vince may have some input here. But you know what? The first time for Triple H. And you know what? It's coming up. And you know what I like about it is it's a it's organic for the most part, and to the point where it's now we always know the WrestleMania and wrestling in general. The one thing that Triple H has really brought back to the WWE is storyline based. Right? We know that every match, for the most part, other than like some specialty pay per views, has every show has been uh, every show and every match put together is storyline based. You know, whether it's a rivalry, whether it's a uh, reason for the storyline to progress into a match with other people, or what have you. You know, and, and, I do that, and I do know that some people are upset because of certain matches here. Because Brock Lesnar is facing Omos instead of uh, Bobby Lashley, or what have you. But you know what, look at the bigger picture. And that's what I say to everybody. Sit back, enjoy the show, enjoy the story, and go on. Um, I belong to a couple of Discord, uh, I belong to a couple of Discord servers, I think that's what they call them. Yeah, showing my age here. Uh, them young whippersnappers use something called Discord. <laughs> um, but no, um, I'm in a Discord server and the person that runs it is like really upset about Cody Rhodes going against Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. You know, basically saying he doesn't deserve it. And everybody's entitled to their opinion, which is what I love about wrestling, is that people do get to interpret it how they how they want to. And honestly, I disagree. I think Cody Rhodes has paid his dues. He left the WWE for six years to reinvent himself as the American Nightmare character that he is currently uh, showing on WWE TV. And it's absolutely fantastic. And I love 
that Cody is there for it. Um, but I do want to actually go ahead and say that, um, okay, uh, sorry about that tapping. I want to make sure I was using the right microphone. Uh, I had nothing here, but okay. Uh, before we get into WrestleMania, I know that I always do general hospital news first and, and general hospital news and information first. It's been a month. You know, we've gone through sweeps week from February. We're going to be getting ready for April sweeps or May sweeps. Um, we're also going to be getting ready for the Nurses Ball. We're getting ready for the 60th anniversary. What's really cool this year, and I got it to say, for somebody who does a podcast about both WWE and General Hospital, is that you look at it and uh, April 1st and 2nd this year is WrestleMania weekend. April 1st is also the 60th anniversary of General Hospital. So it's a big time for the next 14 to however many, 14 to uh, 15 days in both General Hospital and WWE. The storylines are amping up. You know, the, the stories on both shows, on WWE, uh, Raw and SmackDown, and even on XT to a lesser degree. And then for uh, General Hospital, the stories are amping up. They're getting so must-see. And to the point where sometimes you can't really predict where they're going. Now, we know General Hospital does have a six-week taping schedule like there's six weeks ahead of time so if you know the spoilers or what have you you know what's going on but i don't want to know about that um wwe doesn't have that and as a matter of fact uh if from the news that's been being reported is true wwe is looking to get into a allowing or figuring out the uh, logistics of allowing sports betting on sports entertainment on wwe uh, and I'll get into that more a little bit later. Uh, Eric Bischoff just did an entirely uh, entire episode of Strictly Business about it um, with somebody who is actually in the sports betting uh, lifestyle, job, career, and how it may or may not be likely. But with that said, let's get on to some general hospital news notes. But before we do, and I know I'm going to keep giving you those cliffhangers, we have I'm going to be giving I'm going to be doing a giveaway for the next six weeks so today being march 13th and this is going to be just to celebrate wrestlemania weekend wrestlemania season as well as the 60th anniversary of general hospital so six weeks so for this week being the march 13th then march 20th march 27th april 3rd april 10th april 17th uh until april 22nd because i mean give everybody a week right so, going from now until April 22nd, um, and with the last uh, last giveaway announced of that um, April 24th, okay? For the next six weeks, I am going to be doing a giveaway of $10 Amazon gift cards for people who, for, for one person who subscribes to... Um, the podcast, whether it be on uh, Spotify, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you find our podcast, I want you to subscribe and send me, DM me a screenshot on Twitter, which is at Suds, let's see, uh, 
as long as I forgot even mine. So Suds SQ Circle Pod, okay, on Twitter. You can follow us there at Suds SQ Circle Pod. You can follow on um, TikTok at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. On Instagram at Suds and Squared Circle. Um, you can email me, Vinny at Suds and Squared Circle dot com. And you can also buy our merch, Suds Square Circle dot threadless dot com. However, and I'm also on Facebook as well, so I will have to get that uh, link for you as well. Um, but what I'm what I'm doing is um, going through and allowing and and giving away ten dollar Amazon gift cards. What is what's going to happen is I want everybody who does subscribe to our podcast to send me a screenshot of you subscribing. Um, and that doesn't mean you can just subscribe and then send the screenshot and unsubscribe, but subscribe. And, um, or if you already are subscribed, leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you find the show. Um, and send me a screenshot of that. I will put all those people's names and email addresses into a drawing and on Friday of that week, meaning the first ep the first drawing will be held this Friday with the announcement being held on or as a matter of fact no it'll the the drawing will be held on a Monday and we on a video whether it's Twitter live or Facebook live or what have you um, or Instagram live um, I will hold a drawing for the winner of a ten dollar Amazon gift card that I will email to you so again let me put let me put it out there for anybody who subscribes to Suds in the Squared Circle through any of the uh, podcast uh, availability. And just to let you all know, um, podcast availability. Here's where everybody can find Spotify, right? Uh, find the podcast. Okay, there's numerous places. We are on Spotify, okay? We are on Spotify for Podcasters, which is formerly Anchor.fm. That's where we host the show. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Castbox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Podbean. So that is everywhere that we are available. Where uh, you know uh, where Suds in the Squared Circle is available. I want you to go to any of those and subscribe to the podcast. Send a screenshot, take a screenshot of you subscribing to the podcast. And you can DM it to me on Twitter at Suds SQ Circle Pod, right? Or you can go ahead and um, email it to V Apicella. I'm sorry, and email it to Vinny at SudsandSquaredCircle.com. And I will enter all of those names into a drawing. And next Monday, when I release the podcast, I will announce who is going to be the winner of that $10 Amazon gift card. And that also includes not only people who subscribe, but also leave a five-star review on any of the various, usually Apple podcasts, but any of the various podcast apps as well. So, again... Subscribe or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot it and DM it to me on at SQCirclePod or, or email it to Vinny at 
sudsandsquaredcircle.com, which is V-I-N-N-I-E, and you're going to be entered into a chance to win one of six weekly $10 Amazon gift cards. Okay? So just go ahead and do it. We want to increase our listenership. We want to increase our, our subscribership. So go ahead and do that. And that's a $10 Amazon gift card. All right. Now, moving on to General Hospital. Got a lot going on leading up to the 60th anniversary. Do we think that uh, we're going to finally find out that Luke is not dead um, for the 60th anniversary? We know something big is, is going on. And, and, and I know that from all intents and purposes, Victor Castine is going to get his own on the 60th anniversary or for that 60th anniversary uh, around the nurse's ball time, right? They finally planted the seeds. They finally went ahead and 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 put Maxi in charge of it, right? Um, you know, putting Maxi in charge of the nurse's ball. Since Lucy is still, quote-unquote, dead, you know, because she's hiding out at the safe house with Anna and Valentine. Although Anna and Valentine did go ahead and, and spook Eileen um, Ashby, the deputy mayor, knowing that she's involved with Victor. And they kind of took her... And said, "Listen, we're both not we're both alive and well, and you're gonna help us get Victor." So she gets into bed with Victor, and you know she says, "Bring me into the loop." And again, it's it's all hokey, right? Because Victor is being smart enough; he's gonna see through it. Especially when you have somebody that you who works for you, right? Who you've had a relationship with, and you hold it kind of arm's length, and you're the one that says, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna need this. I'm I want to meet." But then if somebody goes to step a little over, step a little bit past their boundaries, right? And step a little bit over step, um, he's going to see through it. And she's going to be a victim, I can guarantee you that. But um, I think that, you know, Victor's going to get his. And it's going to be really, it's going to be really good and satisfying. It's going to come out that Luke is not dead and he's, he's alive. I hope they can get... Um, Anthony Gary back. I really do, even for a one-episode cameo, right? Just to say, hey, you know, I'm here. That could be his retirement angle, right? We, he's already been retired, right? He's already been retired for the past, you know, number of years. You know, he came back briefly for Tracy to retire. Only Tracy's coming back. And um, Tracy will be back for the 60th anniversary. She, should be, she already shot her seeds. Also, from what I heard, Holly is coming back as well. Um, I've heard somebody said that she was put on contract due to, you know, the, the credits on Friday's show. I didn't see it. I, I apologize, but somebody did say that Holly was also put back. Emma Sams is put back on contract. Um, so I'm not sure if that's the case or not. I'm not sure if that's true, but it, either way, they're bringing a lot of the veterans back, right? Which is something that I really like about general hospitals. They will bring veterans in. Now they do have to bring, they do have to get that young, the younger talent up. It's just, it's just like wrestling, right? Um, you see, you know, coming up at WrestleMania, you see Brock Lesnar facing Omos, and you see John Cena facing Austin Theory. Okay, I don't expect either Brock or John Cena to win at WrestleMania because they're going to give the rub to the younger talent, right? Uh, you know, in, and in this case, you know you bring back the veterans, you know, and general hospital has been have veteran heavy for the past couple of years. Right. Cause you have, uh, Scott Baldwin, you know, Ken Schreiner on canvas, you have Victor Cassadine on canvas, 
you know, it's not the original Victor, right? Uh, but either way, he's a veteran actor. He's a veteran legacy character, okay? Um, you still have Sonny there. You have Jeannie Francis there. Um, you know, Laura Collins. Um, and they just brought back Heather Weber, Heather Weber for a brief run, five-month contract or whatever it was. She, who She said her contract is over, so she's sending, she's heading back to Darkham after being revealed as a hook killer, which to me was like a fart in church. I'm sorry, but revealing that Heather Weber was a poor Charles Hooker was uh, just not great. I I'm sorry, I did not like that. You know how it came as that, right? They could have used that as as someone else um oh who is that <laughs> uh i'm sorry something just uh caught my eye um you know somebody uh, general hospital alumni passed away and um worshing um oh she had a brief role on general hospital so and that was back on uh, oh back in january okay uh, I apologize. I, something caught my eye. Anyways, um, with that said, I don't foresee, you know, I, I don't foresee uh, uh, Heather coming back. Um, especially when, you know, Allie Mills, who did portray her in this run, said that her contract has gone is, is over and, you know, she's going back to Darkham after being revealed as a hook killer. I, I can't really... You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like... Who else could it have been? It could have been Esme, right? We know it wasn't. It could have been, you know, a new character. It could have been Nika from the floating... From um, the Savoy. It could have been any other, you know, uh, legacy character with an axe of grind. It could have been Liesl. Although Liesl did have a retribution story, right? And... and, and Liesel, you know, and, and the hooker, hook killer did kill Britt. So, you know, the fact that it's now um, Heather, and Heather saying that she hooked Nicholas, that's where it's going to be a little tricky because Nicholas was never confirmed as being hooked, even though we know that he did get hooked, but that we thought all thought that was Esme. We also thought that Esme was the hooker for Oz Haggerty, right? How would Heather have known about all this, right? Um... We don't, we don't know. Like, Heather wasn't even on the canvas at this point in time. So, we don't know. We don't know why or how this came to be or why they came up with that idea. Maybe, in my opinion, and I think I said this on a previous episode, was that it was one of those things where plans changed, pal, right? We know that Vince McMahon is uh, notorious for changing his plans and stuff because of a certain storyline doesn't work out. And maybe that's what what was what this was about. Was it always supposed to be Heather Weber? I highly doubt that, but I can't guarantee yes or no because I'm not in the writer's room. <laughs> I'm not the executive producer. I'm not Frank Valentini. I'm not somebody who gets paid to write for a soap opera. I could, but I also don't have that degree in creative writing. <laughs> but anyways, that's me. All right, so Friday's episode... You know, this past week, you know, like I said, the, the nurses ball was announced. Maxie did go to Mac, Ned, Michael, and Willow, saying the return the nurse ball is returning, and how, you know, Ned was the one that brought up he didn't like the idea of a nurse ball without Lucy because you know, um, 
she's the one that always put it together, but because it's 60 years of the hospital's presence in the community, it was a big event. Um, you know, Michael asked Ned and Mike, or Maxie asked Ned and Michael to help with the financing of the nurses' ball. They both agreed. Uh, Maxie thanked them. She also wants Michael to perform. Um, you know, and Michael did accept um, after some prodding by Willow. Uh, you know, okay, so this is something I got to go over from last week. Last week, okay, Drew and Carly. Now I do go over some Facebook information with people, and I'm I belong to some Facebook groups that are um, part of you know the general hospital fandom or whatever the case may be. All right, and here's what I don't like. Here's here's what I don't like. I don't like. And maybe it's me because I've never done it before and I probably never will, but I don't like the whole shoving uh, kitchen items onto the floor and, and I don't know, that's just me. <laughs> but you know, you want love in the afternoon, right? And um, quite honestly, when you have love in the afternoon, it gets hot and heavy at times. Somebody, somebody looks at the details, right? They look at why is Carly using four mixing bowls to make brownies? And, you know, it's like being somebody who does cook, you have to explain to them that, you know, you got to have one for the dry goods, one for the wet goods, one to combine them. And then if you're using, you know, if you have to separate the egg whites and the egg yolks or, you know, whatever, one <laughs> uh, to melt the chocolate too, chocolate chips, if that's how you're going to do it. Um, you know, I, and I don't know, that story in itself is crazy, right? Because it's almost like, and, and I know that they didn't want to purposely do this right to have drew specifically take over jason's role right but drew and carly were never that close back when billy miller was perform was was portraying drew right and i know with the with the new actor comes new character traits and new chemistry you know and, and with different people and i guess that cameron matheson never really had the that great of chemistry with uh, Kelly Monaco, although Kelly Monaco has chemistry with just about anybody. She's a fantastic actress and, you know, she does, per she helps to bring new, bring people to their best, in my opinion. Um, and I guess one of the biggest, uh, biggest things between, um, you know, Cameron Matheson per portraying Drew is that, um, it is. It's a different, different character, right? Because you've got to think about it. Outside of Drew and and Curtis's friendship, which I almost forgot that they were so close as friends until like Curtis, until Curtis got married and Drew was his best man. And I know a lot of people said that because they really haven't been nurturing that friendship. Um, outside of those two, who else is Drew? Is in Drew's life still that was 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 there on canvas that he really interacted with. Franco is gone, right? Um, also, uh, Kim Nero is gone. Oscar's gone. Um, you know, Sam is there. Sam was Scout, which is good. You know, he's stepping up. He wants to be part of Scout's life, which is great. And Scout was the one that kept him alive while he was being imprisoned in the Middle East or Greece or wherever he was. Um, and I get that, which is great. But outside of that... You know, uh, Drew was never a big corporate guy, right? Yes, he and Sam started Aurora, which is good. 
you know, and, but he was never an ELQ person. He knew he was part Quartermain, but he was never big into the, the ELQ business, and now it's like he is, and it's like, I don't know, is he corporate Drew all of a sudden? Um, I, I don't know. I don't understand that character transformation, right? But regardless, um, you know, Drew and Carly had their tryst in the kitchen and, and, you know, how they want to go public now, but they're still afraid of the SEC and um, how, you know, Carly could have been caught for insider training. Hell, same thing that Martha Stewart went to prison for, or Carly could go to prison for. And I'm glad they brought it up, but it's like nobody is really... Um, nobody is really looking into it. Now, here's the thing where it might be a little, um, uh, it might be a little fuzzy, right? Michael being Carly's son, you know, he would say, yeah, my, my goal is to buy ELQ or merge Aurora with ELQ. And then, you know, she buys all that stock in Aurora and, and it, you know, so she did have insider training, but where's the, you know, where, where's the family? Right, where where's the idea of oh hey you know it's 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 in the family so I, I don't know I don't know all the laws besides insider trading I'm not a lawyer so I don't know all that information and I don't know why um, you know Carly hasn't gone to prison yet and why it was all based on her and Drew staying behind the scenes or behind closed doors with their relationship but now they want to be out in public as a couple. Right. So Drew goes to Ned and says, hey, let's put this behind us. I'm going to step away from ELQ and I'm going to focus strictly on Aurora. And it's for the best of the family. Right. And, and that's how he's going to get around. So, you know, um, that's when that's when Ned goes ahead and, and, you know, says, hey, you know why? So you can freeze me out again. And, and Drew's like, no, it's because I just I want to let you be the sole person in charge. Right. Um, so here's the thing. Um, moving on to Mac and Cody. Now, Cody is very polarizing. All right. He's a very polarizing character. And I like Cody. I, I, I think there's a mystique to him. A reason why, A, I don't know the reason that he's hiding the fact that he's Mac's son. Right. There's something nefarious there. There's also something where... I think he's had a change of heart. Like, he was childhood friends with, with, with Dante, and, and perhaps he's holding a secret over Dante's head or, or holding a secret about Dante's past, right, that could perhaps get him in trouble. Okay? We don't know. Um, we honestly don't know the problem with it, right? And um, now, you know, Cody is... We, we've known for a while that Cody is Mac's son. And he's hiding it. And and the reason Josh Kelly got the job, from what I heard, is that he basically sent a message to Frank Valentini, who is the head writer, and said, hey, do you have a job for me? Because Valentini, if you remember, was the head writer for One Life to Live. And Josh Kelly performed as, uh, was Cutter on One Life to Live. And, you know, he, he was part of the reboot with Prospect Park, but obviously that canceled, that got canceled. Now, you know, eight, nine years later, however long it's been, and now he's coming back onto General Hospital as a legacy character's son, two legacy character's son, right? Um, and, and people are upset. Like, it's 
really, you know, he adds uh, he adds a context to the show. So why is it so bad? I don't know. I honestly don't know why. But anyways, it is what it is. The fact is, is that I really enjoy the fact that that Cody's there, and I like how he's making the different, um, you know, relationships. Now, he had a budding relationship on and off, or, or, or you know, will they, won't they, with with Britt, and you know, you know, his entrance was that he came down from the sky, parachuted in from the sky, and you know, that was how they brought out that Spinelli was the the proprietor of um, society setups. And, you know, and I know I'm going, kind of given the history there, but this is for people who listen to wrestling, <laughs> right? It's kind of a, but coming forward, Cody, you know, started going out with Brett and he, he kind of had a change of heart. Like he didn't care about the, the diamonds, right? He didn't care about the ice princess. Once he found out that Brett <clears throat> was a good person and really cared about him. And he didn't really mind about, you know, her being Faison's daughter. That was the original intent, right? But I think he's had a character change recently. And now he and Sasha are starting to get, um, starting to get close. Which I like the pairing of Cody and Sasha. And I think, I think they both have that little bit of mystique to them. And, and Sasha's come so far since her meltdown after, uh, Liam dying and after, um, you know, the drugs and, you know, then Brando getting killed. So Sasha's had a very rough 2021 into 2022. And that's all there is to it. And I like that they're kind of causing some drama with Sasha and Gladys now. We've known for a while that Gladys was going to use Sasha's money for her own stuff. There was never a selfless bone in her body that she was just going to do this because of the love of Sasha. We know that she's greedy and she's money hungry. That's Gladys. There's a brief, brief glimpse into a better person redemption story. But we know down at the heart of things, Gladys is a gold digger. Right? Um, the only reason why she agreed to have Brando... Uh, she agreed that Brando would have been Dex... Uh, not Dex's. Dev's uh, father was for the money, right? And, and and kept blackmailing Sonny and kept doing this and that and everything, getting the car. And, and so we know that, right? Now she's in Port Charlesford. So so now she sells the Metro, the, the, the garage, Brando's garage. She sums it, she sell, sells it to Selena Wu to cover her gambling debt. And she comes up with a cockamamie story to Sonny, to, to Sonny and Sasha saying that it was because she kept having to pay the bills in Brando's name and it was tearing her up inside. So now Sonny is trying to figure out, you know, um, Sonny's trying to figure out what's going on. And Sonny wanted answers from Gladys. And Sasha wanted answers from Gladys. And he, she comes up with that whole thing that, you know, was really tearing her up inside. And she covered herself, right? She didn't say anything about the gambling debts. But I think Sonny is smart enough. Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. Um, you know, Sasha might not be smart enough to see the writing beyond the, on the wall, right? 
Um, they hugged it out, and you know they figured out, and Sasha was okay with it. But it kind of sets that tone now where Sasha's gonna want to see her money, especially her money from Deception, and Gladys is gonna go right through it and 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 gamble right through it because you even see her on her phone with the with the slot machine, right, with the slot app. Um, you know, so she's gambling a lot and. and you know, it's 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 realistic. It's somebody who's money hungry who keeps wanting more money. It's a realistic story. All right. Um, going back to Cody for a second, uh, I I saw a, a message or I saw a post on Facebook of somebody who's just getting into General Hospital now, and they said they've never seen a stable as nice as the Quartermain stable. Well, when you have you know when you own a billion dollar company. You know, billion-dollar international company. You you have the money. You can make a stable that looks like a house, where the the horse literally looks like he could be in a bedroom, <laughs> which is absolutely funny in my opinion. But you know what? It is what it is. Okay. Um. But anywho. Uh. You know. So that was a lot of the stuff that happened on Friday's episode. We know that Curtis and Portia are. Heading for a divorce. Hopefully, maybe they can talk it out. Maybe Curtis will have will have that character-defining moment to say, Hey, you know, I'm not perfect either. And I understand. We know that this is part of Curtis's um, background. And part of Curtis's character is that he doesn't like the secrets. He doesn't like lies. That's why he and Jordan got divorced. Because, you know, and in their jobs, they had to keep secrets, right? Um... Because she's a police commissioner. He's a PI. Which is why he got out of the PI business. And he did become a, a an entrepreneur. And a bar owner. Right? A, a club owner. Um, but to have Portia hide for 19 or 20 years. And she, no matter how valid the reason is to us as a viewer. And even maybe to Cody. Uh, Curtis. You know what I mean? He even feels like when they met up back in Port Charles again after so much longer... She could have said, hey, by the way, <laughs> Trina may be your daughter, not Taggart's. And, you know, but again, she she did what she thought was justified. You know, she did what she thought would have not hurt. Now, Taggart, to his credit, you know, basically went to, to Trina and said, hey, you know, no matter what, I'm your dad. Whether or not the, you know, genetics are there, whether or not the DNA is there, I'm your dad. You know, and um, I also like the fact that Portia, you know, he told Portia, said, yeah, there was always that possibility. I knew about the affair, but why didn't you come clean about it? I will always be her father, but you could have, you know, been upfront about it. <laughs> I jokingly made a text on Twitter and a, a tweet that said, that the reply to, um, actually the 10th floor put out a tweet about the um, Tagger and Curtis and their... You know, uh, hopefully they don't have a feud over Trina. And I said, yeah, let's get Vince Russo to book it, and it's going to be Trina on a pole match. Mark uh, Taggart versus Curtis. <laughs> uh, you know, because, of course, I relate everything to wrestling and, and soap operas. Um, but I do, but uh, somebody said, and he replied to me, actually, Matt replied, saying, oh, I hope, I hope people who don't watch wrestling <laughs> uh, get the reference. Because when you talk about a woman on a pole, it has very bad connotations, but <laughs> especially when it deals with uh, paternity, right? Um, but no, it's 
maybe and even go go back to WWE when and how uh, fitting it is that I bring this up. But when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had Dominic's custody papers in a ladder match, so <laughs> um, it could also go that way as well. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that, but. Of course, she's 20 years old, and there's no reason for custody in general. But I do like how, you know, Taggart said, I'm always going to be your dad. And even Curtis trying to make inroads towards Trina, saying, listen, I'm not expecting anything. I would love to have a DNA test if you want to. And it's only up to you because I don't want to cause you any more hurt than you are. And Trina may or may not go through with it. And it may not even matter as a 20-year-old woman who, you know what I mean? It may not really matter at this point in time. She's she's an adult. Maybe or maybe not. It's, but it's the same thing with Cody, right? It's the same thing with Cody. You know, why, you know, we know that he has ulterior motives, which is why, you know, he would have hid that he was Mac's son. Um, but anyways, I know that Cody and Mac had a really good heart-to-heart -heart talk this week, this week on Friday. Um, saying, you know, with Mac saying that he felt bad for Kevin and that, you know, and Mac opened up to Cody saying how, you know, Ryan had terrorized his family for years. Ryan had impersonated Kevin years ago, which we all remember. Um, and then, but Kevin had never given up hope for Ryan, right? And that's the thing. is like, regardless of how much you're different, your family, you never really give up on your family. Um, you know, and, but Cody kind of reassured him and said, Hey, you killed Ryan because to save Felicia, Ava and, and others that were part of that whole thing. Right. So that's one of the reasons that's why, um, that's why Matt killed, 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 um, Ryan. Will Ryan, is Ryan really dead? I believe so. Um, I believe John Lindstrom said he's tired of playing the dual character, so he just wants to focus on Kevin, and he may be winding down his acting career as well. So we never know. Um, but anyways, that was all that happened, for the most part, on General Hospital last week. You know, we, we know that um, Nina is trying to cause trouble for Drew and Carly, kind of going back to it. She overheard Olivia, um, you know, and or she overheard Sonny telling Olivia that if people had known that they could have the insider trading so there's you know at this point in time i'm a i'm a nina fan i like nina and i like nina and sunny because nina in my opinion brings out the best in sunny whereas carly brought out the worst in sunny um i but i don't like how nina is getting to be so uh, she's she, you know for someone who claims that you know all of the past her is all over and and everything, and she's moving on. She still has a, she still has a bee in her bonnet for Carly, and I don't understand that. I don't, you know, she won, quote unquote, won Sunny. She's with Sunny now, you know. Yeah, she's still upset, and, and you know, it's like Nina's another very polarizing person in Port Charles, and you know now she's trying to cause trouble again for Carly, and she's still pissed that Carly held, you know, the 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 you know, maternity over her head, you know, to herself, where Carly was the one that knew about Nell and Willow being Nina's daughters before Nina, and she's the one that held onto that information for a long, long time, you know, so it's like, now it's, it's almost like, okay, well, Nina held Sonny from Carly in Nixon Falls, 
But that was only because Nina tried to tell Carly and Carly went off on her. So, again, you know what I mean? It's like one for one, two for two. Who? What, what's the next hiding, right? Um, <coughs> Jocelyn and, and Dex being in a relationship and, and Joss is being a naive. You know, saying that Dex is going to leave Sonny's organization for good. But I really feel that Dex is going to end up turning on Michael. Um, and Dex is going to end up becoming the next Jason. Right? And and Friday's episode ended with a cliffhanger of, um, you know, Sonny, of somebody having Sonny in the crosshairs and taking a shot. And Dex saved him and said, get down. And he jumped on Sonny uh, to push him out of the way. So, you know, we're going to see. So we're going to see. And, uh, you know, starting this week, it's going to be even bigger, growing, you know, getting ready and, and getting the pieces into place for the 60th anniversary. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But anyways, moving on to WWE. We've been at this for 40 minutes. I'm going to go over WrestleMania coming up. You know, it, WWE stories have been fantastic um, as we... Uh, get closer and closer to WrestleMania now only, you know, t something like 20 days away. You know, less than, less than actually 19 days away, I should say. Um, big news, um, Rey Mysterio was announced as the first inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame class. Um, and he's going to be inducted by Conan. Now, usually the Hall of Fame is, is not a kayfabe kind of show, right? We know that. However, with Triple H's regime, they're kind of going back to a lot of stuff that's storyline-based, as I said before. They can't have Dominic there. They cannot have Dominic in the crowd being happy that his father's going to the Hall of Fame. You know, that would kill the entire storyline that's happening right now, right? Um, obviously, Rey Mysterio is still a very much active competitor. He hasn't, he hasn't retired, so... This could be a swan song, right? He's going to be the first fully active member. Now, Ric Flair was fully active when he went in as well, but we all knew he was retiring the next day. He was in that career or, you know, that career-threatening storyline where his next loss. Shawn Michaels is going to be the next day. We knew it, you know what I mean? But the, the aura was still there. And that was built on respect, so it was okay that Shawn Michaels was in the crowd. Um... But Dominic Mysterio cannot be in the crowd, or at least showing, you know, he cannot be there because it's going to kill the story. He gets in the back, whatever. Or, how would you like it if, if Rey Mysterio is the headliner, right? And he goes in at the very end. And this might be part of the storyline, right? Um, and then at the very end, Dominic comes out and he hugs him and says, yeah, I love you. And, they get, and then all of a sudden, he turns on him and Rhea Ripley is there. And Judgment Day is there. And Dominic says, you know what? You're a has-been. I'm glad you're not going to be in the ring anymore. And he does something to to Ray. And that's when Ray Mysterio says, you know what? I've had enough. You and me, are tomorrow at WrestleMania or Sunday or whatever. And you know what? They could. They could put it into, as a storyline, as a work. And, and, you know, and yeah, Ray Mysterio deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt about it. Um... But I would love to see them use it as a, as a way to work it um, and get the match into WrestleMania because that's what, what is that going to be enough that pushes Ray over the edge enough to have a match with his son? 
so we'll see. You know, and I, I thought I also thought it odd that it's here we here we are two weeks away from Mania, and they still haven't announced anybody for the Hall of Fame. We know now that Rey Mysterio is the first one. Uh, rumblings and rumors are that Great Muda is also going in, but who else? You know, by now we would have had almost the entire class announced. Um, I've heard rumors about Batista because it's in Hollywood, but who cares? <laughs> I, I I don't have I don't you know I think Batista does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but personally speaking, I'm not a huge fan of his. But whatever it is, whatever. Um, but you know who else is going to be going to the Hall of Fame? I would love to see what everybody wants. Go ahead and tweet at Suds SQ Circle Pod on Twitter. And and let us know who do you who do you want to see or, or put it you know put a comment in uh, feedback at, on this podcast link and let it, let me know who do you think is going to be going into the Hall of Fame this year as well as Rey Mysterio and um, more likely the Great Muda. Um, as of right now, WrestleMania is shaping up. We saw Jey Uso come back and and resign reside with the Bloodline on Monday. You know, he super kicked Sami Zayn and said, you know, this is blood. This is family. You're not family. Um, which, in my opinion, could be setting something else up. But, so, here's the thing. Here's the current, the current announced card for WrestleMania. Now, this, we don't know whether it's going to be night one or night two or whatever the case may be. Um, but, we know The Miz is going to host WrestleMania 39. Okay? He also hosted WrestleMania... No, The Rock hosted WrestleMania 27. That's what it was. But, you know, The Miz has been, you know, an active competitor for, you know, close to 20 years now. And, um, you know, he's probably winding down his time in the ring as well. He's he's well-established. First ballot Hall of Famer. Multiple-time champion. Um, Intercontinental. He, he's, he's a double Grand Slam champion, right? He deserves it. You know what? And, and maybe it'll get him into the main event for WrestleMania 40, which is going to be in Philadelphia. But, anyways. <laughs> um, here we go. So, The Miz is going to host WrestleMania 39. I already announced Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Um, in my opinion, you know, Kurt Angle said it's time for Brock to start giving back to the business at the stage of his career. Right? Um, he's already lost numerous times to Roman, Roman Reigns, whether it's screw finish or not. Um... So that has really catapulted Reigns. We know Reigns is going to be big, but um, so then you got you know Omas, who's being managed by MVP, and you know what? You go ahead and you know Omas hasn't been the hasn't been the greatest in ring competitor since his debut. He's had a couple of matches already on WrestleMania, right? He, he teamed with AJ Styles to win the tag titles. He, he also went ahead and was uh, against AJ Styles. So, he's had some pretty big matches at WrestleMania. Uh, so, this is now going to be, you know, what, third in a row for for Omos to be there? No, last year he fought Bobby Lashley. So, you know, this will be his fourth Mania in a really big spot. And he just had, you know, I don't know. But I'm glad that he has MVP. I want to see him be that monster that he can be against Brock. And that's going to really set up Brock, set him up. If he's if he could dominate Brock Lesnar. Now I know that Brock Lesnar, there were rumor a couple of rumors that Brock Lesnar would possibly fight Gunther, um, maybe next year. <laughs> um, 
there's also there was also rumors that Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar may do Bobby Lashley again. Probably not, um, because there's also going to be, uh, you know, there was also possibly Brock Lesnar against Bray Wyatt, and he said hell no. <laughs> he basically put the kibosh on that one right away, uh, which I'm glad. I feel bad for Bobby Lashley that he has to put up with his Bray Wyatt garbage, um, but you know it is what it is. Um, but now, so Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I look for Omos to actually get the victory in that. And I want to see him dominate Brock. Um, Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus, Lita and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control in a six-woman tag team match. Um, look for Trish. From what I heard, Trish is back on a regular contract for right now. Um, short term, at least. And she's going to turn on Lita and Becky and have a, a feud with Becky. Um, but... What, but see, here's the thing. Lita and Becky just won the Women's Tag Team Championship from Io Sky and uh, from Damage Control, Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Why couldn't they keep the belts on them? Because now you run into the issue of, well, this is not a tag title match. So if Trish Stratus turns and Becky's going to go into a feud with her over the summer, well, what? How are they going to get the titles off? Right? Are they going to have the title match the next night on Raw? For the rematch, and then I don't know. I'm not sure, but that six women match, I don't, I don't understand it. Let me put it that way. But I'm sure Triple H has in mind the the, the way it's going to go. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to enjoy this show. Raw Women Champion Bianca Belair versus Royal Rumble winner, Royal Rumble winner Asuka. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Elimination Chamber win, winner Asuka. Um, that's going to be a great match. Look for Asuka to win the Women Raw Women Championship. I think she's going to beat Bianca. Um, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair defends against Royal Rumble winner Rhea Ripley. Boy, all those R's in there. Um, again, look for Rhea to win. Um, this is going to be a WrestleMania of passing the torch, in my opinion. It really is. Um, Seth Rollins, I will not call him Seth freaking Rollins, versus Logan Paul. Um... Logan Paul has been fantastic in the ring. He's quickly... And, and after coming in to the Elimination Chamber and doing the buck, buckshot lariat, costing Rollins the title, the U.S. title, he's one of my favorite wrestlers now. I cannot stand Seth Rollins. I never could. Um, and I really like where this is going. Logan Paul does the buckshot lariat better than Adam Page in AEW on the other channel. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And um, he's got to name it something himself because... He's, he's taking ownership of that move. Uh, but I really look for Logan Paul to win. He got a beat, he got beat from Roman Reigns, which, okay, fine. We didn't we didn't think he was actually going to get the title. Uh, there could have been an option at some point. <laughs> um, but I look for Logan Paul to win. Seth Rollins will be on a WrestleMania losing streak, which is okay with me. You know, he's putting over guys. He's been in, you know, he's been in WWE for a decade now. Um, so he could start putting over guys and it's not going to hurt his stock. His character hurts his stock, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, U.S. Champion Austin Theory defends the United States Championship against John Cena, the icon. And again, I look for Theory to win. You know, Cena's going to put him over, in my opinion. He's got to. Again, a torch-passing type of situation. You know, Austin Theory has been been uh, compared to being the next John Cena. And I think it's a possibility. Theory has the charisma. He has the talent. He has the athletic ability. From what I see, he has the work ethic as well. He's willing to do what I mean. Hell, he performed with Vince McMahon 
about a, a you know about a stolen egg, <laughs> right? At the Survivor Series, what was it last year? Yeah, two hundred twenty-one, right? Um, so and he, he did great against Pat McAfee last year and got to share the spotlight with Steve Austin and Vince McMahon and God, he had the rocket ship strap rocket ship strapped to him. You know, yeah, he took a, you know, everybody said, oh, well, Triple H buried him over the summer. No, he just built him up. He had to break him down and built him back up. And that's how it happens a lot. All right. And then, again, we know that undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns defends against Cody Rhodes. I look for Cody to win. Is it going to be, is it going to be because of the end of the bloodline? Could it be The Rock coming out? We know The Rock said he couldn't get into ring shape, which is why he couldn't face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? But he never said that he couldn't appear at WrestleMania. So could The Rock come out and help Cody win the championship and say, hey, I'm the real head of the table? And then that starts the build for WrestleMania 40? Possibly. Could it be the Uso, you know, Jimmy and Jay or Jay Uso that gets involved or Sami Zayn? Um, we still don't know where that's going because, you know, as of right now, Kevin Owens is refusing to be on the same side as Sami Zayn, saying, hey, you turned your back on me for them. You know, I do this alone. But we did see a little bit of a nugget to Cody Rhodes talking to Sammy, to, to Kevin Owens last week in a background segment, right, where we don't know what they were actually saying, but they were talking. So could Cody Rhodes kind of be that, that glue, bring Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back together um, to, to take on the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships? Which I'm actually digging the fact of having Undisputed Tag Title. You know what I mean? Uh, combined tag, tag titles. I never thought I would, and I really didn't think that I would enjoy it because I haven't been a big fan of having, you know, one champion, right? But... Ultimately, I think it does really do something good because it makes it all the more important when you have one champion instead of two, right? You know, we know what Raw and SmackDown are separated, and I like the brand split. I like that you get more people involved and you get more people TV time. It builds, you know, more characters. I like it. But in terms of having, you know, it does. It puts the United States Championship on a pedestal because that's the Raw champion. And it puts the Intercontinental Championship higher too because that's the one that's branded for SmackDown. And Gunther has been killing it. You know, we see that it could it could potentially be a triple threat match for the United for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther defending against both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh Sheamus and Drew the, the five way match that would happen on SmackDown this past week with Sheamus and Drew both winning at the same time was absolute gar a garbage finish. There's one referee inside. What makes the second referee think that he has to go in to do a pin, right? There's, you know, there's multiple referees. on. There's very rarely multiple referees on the outside for any match, unless it's like the Royal Rumble or whatever. So for a five-way match that that's no disqualification, no count out, one referee inside, there's no reason for a, for a second referee there. That finish was garbage, in my opinion. So there's no, you know, there was no reason for it. The referee is in the ring. She, he or she, sees, you know, the, what's going on in front of her. If she didn't see Drew McIntyre win it, having a pin, there was he wasn't going to get it, right? Yeah, he was the first person who went for the pinfall. You know what I mean? 
Sheamus, you know, was afterwards, but she, the the actual officials saw Sheamus doing the pin. You know what I mean? So again, why, right? Why? You know, so I I don't know. That that to me was kind of a screwy finish. I, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, also rumored is Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. I can care less. I feel bad for that Bobby Lashley has to put up with this garbage. I do I, as of right now the Bray Wyatt return has been garbage. You know, he went you know, he's doing this whole thing again with the Firefly Funhouse, but yet there's no fiend. Um you know, and he's just doing all this hokey shit with um, Uncle Howdy. And, you know, who is Uncle Howdy? Is it Bo Dallas? We don't know because he's never really... He's been there as a character, but we really haven't seen any cohesive story to this. Right? Um, you know, because we've seen Bray Wyatt and Captain and Uncle Howdy in the ring together. So we know it's not Bray being Uncle Howdy. Um, you know, and the Fireflies Fun House characters are now humanized and in you know adult gimmicks and you have the fiend who's just a part of that you know the white six so to speak um whatever happened to Liv morgan or alexa bliss being involved with this you know it's like alexa bliss is now taking more time off of the wwe uh bray wyatt is away from the wwe right now he hasn't been seen in a couple weeks so i don't know what's going on i, I think Bray Wyatt should have come back as that cult leader like the Wyatt family. Brought back uh, Eric Rowan and, you know, reformed that. You know what I mean? Then you could have put some teasers out that maybe have Braun Strowman back with them. You know what I mean? Um, they could have done so much more with Bray Wyatt except for this. I think it's garbage. Like, it had a really great buildup with the White Rabbit and, you know, to his return. But it's been garbage ever since, in my opinion. It really has. And, like, I grew up with The Undertaker and, and the supernatural stuff with The Undertaker and Kane. Um, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, like, it's just... It, it's it's not there. Like, if you're going to start a horror series with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy, go ahead. Do it separate, but not on SmackDown. Not on wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, and then it lost steam because Alexa Bliss hasn't been around. So... That entire storyline kind of has been dropped, right? Um, just like the society setups with Spinelli has pretty much been dropped. <laughs> like, wasn't Spinelli supposed to get into some hot water because he was he had all the spying and collecting information, personal information about people? It's just storylines have been dropped, right? Um, I don't. I, I'm not a huge fan of Bray Wyatt. I, I think Bobby Lash could do so much more. Also, Daniel Cormier is going to be covering WrestleMania for ESPN. And could he perhaps get involved with a Brock Lesnar-Omas match? Or a Bobby Lashley match? Hmm, that's a possibility too. So Cormier will be there. Um, so we do have a lot going on for WrestleMania. <clears throat> and there's still a lot to be announced. And still Hall of Famers to be announced. So anyways... Also, I want to recap. So we're just about done with today's episode, but I do want to recap. For the next six weeks, every week I'm going to pick one winner of an Amazon gift card. In order to gain an entry to win, you have to subscribe to Suds in the Squared Circle wherever you find your favorite podcast, whether it's Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, which is now which was Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you find. Um, 
anywhere you find Suds in the Squared Circle, send a screenshot. Either DM at Suds SQ Pod, uh, Suds SQ Circle Pod on Twitter, um, or you can email me Vinny at V I N N I E at Suds and Squared Circle Send me the screenshot and I'll enter you into that week's drawing. Each drawing will happen for the next six Mondays that I that I uh, that I do an episode on each episode, and I'll probably do a live feed on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. So, anyways, again, follow me on Twitter at the Apicella Suds. You can follow sports uh, follow the show, the Suds in the Squared Circle, on Twitter at Suds SQ Circle Pod. Follow on TikTok at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. Um, follow on Instagram at Suds and squared circle. You can also email me, Vinny at Suds and squared circle.com. This is our website, which is www.sudsandsquaredcircle.com. Buy our merch, Suds at Suds square circle.threadless.com. You can also follow on Facebook. Just look up Suds and squared circle. You can follow it and um, be part of the Sportswire fan base on there as well. But thank you so much for being a listener to the sport, to the Suds in the Squared Circle. And please, I want to give out these $10 gift cards. So go ahead and do those entries. Subscribe. F also, five-star uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts will gain you an entry as well. Thank you for listening. I'm Vinny, I'm Vinny Apicella, and we'll see you next week on the Suds in the Squared Circle podcast.